listening to the Unfreak Parents Podcast, episode 058. You're seen to chat about life, family, and of course, Humphreys McGee. I'm Sarah Jahimiak, podcast host, writer, mom of three, wife, and total Humphreys. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the show. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode, which featured part two of my complete Red Rocks recap. That episode covered the UM VIP show and night two, as well as all three sets on night three. If you have not given that or part one a listen, you can find a link for both of those in the show notes. This week, we'll chat about the Brendan solo show that happened on June 30th as well as the band's return to the stage on July 3rd at the House of Blues in Anaheim, California, July 5th at the Brit Music and Arts Festival in Jacksonville, Oregon, and July 6th at High Sierra Festival in Quincy, California. Before we dive into this week's episode, I want to tell you all about Swift Charge. If you were at summer camp, perhaps you saw their booths. They were also at Electric Forest. If you were there, maybe you saw them there. I mentioned in my recap episode about summer camp, how nice it was to have their service available during the weekend. If you're not exactly sure what Swift Charge provides, you pre-order a charger and go to pick it up at the booth when you get to the festival. It suction cups to the back of your phone and charges while you're raging the show. Your charger runs out of juice. You just take it back to the booth and switch it out for a brand new one. I love everything about this. Swift Charge will be providing portable charging Yes, that includes for your vape pen, too, at live music festivals throughout the entire summer. There is a link to their site in the show notes where you can see a complete list of where they will be at. And especially for my listeners, if you use promo code Sarah, S-A-R-A, at checkout when you pre-order a charger for your next festival, you'll receive 10% off your order. That is promo code Sarah, S-A-R-A, at checkout when you pre-order a charger and you'll receive 10% off. Quick, before we jump in this week, Umphreys has officially announced their New Year's Eve run Four nights in Denver, Colorado at the Fillmore, December 27th and 28th, with them taking a much-needed break on the 29th, then two more nights on December 30th and 31st. Um VIP has like four different types of packages available with different seating options, hotel options available as well. All sorts of stuff from UmVIP if that is your thing. Support for this run has not been announced yet, but I will pass that along to you when it becomes available. A limited number of discounted four-day pre-sale tickets as well as all UmVIP packages are on sale today at noon Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Time, 11 central time so if you are listening to this when it airs on tuesday july 16th pre-sale tickets will be on sale today at noon eastern for the new year's eve run otherwise public on sale will begin friday july 19th also at noon eastern 11 mountain time 
or 10 a.m. Mountain Time, excuse me, you will find the links for all of the information you need about these shows and tickets in the show notes. June 30th, Brendan played a solo show in Highwood, Illinois at Teddy O'Brien's. The evening was a tribute to Jeff Austin's life with Brendan telling many stories, well, the ones he could share with his children in attendance. The proceeds from the evening went to the fund that Sweet Relief set up for Jeff's family. There is a link in the show notes if you were interested in donating. Um, I did want to quick mention this show was already scheduled, um, so he was already supposed to do this solo show, um, but then with Jeff's passing, um, you know, like about a week prior, if that, um, the evening definitely had a different tone to it. The show was two sets and Bayless played a bunch of different tunes. There was a sort of set list that I posted on Twitter. I will link to that in the show notes. There is also some videos on YouTube that I will link to as well. And I want to shout out to Barry, Julie, and Michael who all did Facebook Live. So those of us at home were able to watch it as it was happening. So thank you very much to you guys. That was very awesome. And as I mentioned, Bayless played a bunch of different tunes that night. One Man Show and Liar, both 30 dB songs. Four and 20 by uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Redemption Song by Bob Marley. Always Up by 30 dB. Life Boy by Fish. Grave by 30 dB. Sugary by The Grateful Dead. The Fish and Dead songs were a special treat. Bayless said that he was not familiar with those songs, but knew that Jeff liked both of those bands, especially The Grateful Dead, which was, I believe, like his favorite band. Um, Bayless also mentioned that in the past week since Jeff's passing, he had been listening to more Grateful Dead than ever in his life. So I thought that was very very special for him to share and very interesting how when something happens in your life you become more open to something that, you know, maybe you weren't in the right space to hear it before. So I thought that was very interesting. The second set would include Cut the Cable, Three Little Birds by Bob Marley, and Blackbird by the Beatles. Those two songs were sung with his son, Roman. Brushing My Teeth with his daughter, Nola. Upward, Backfire by 30 dB, No Expectations by The Rolling Stones, Life by The Drop by Stevie Ray Vaughan, Susanna by 30 dB, Sloop John B by The Beach Boys, You and You Alone, Two of Us by The Beatles, Sister Christian by Night Ranger, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay by Otis Redding with his wife Annie on vocals as well, and Ripple by The Grateful Dead. There were some other people that sang with him. I believe maybe his older brother sang with him. Um, and then I know a neighbor of his, I think he mentioned in the video, um, also was playing harmonica and playing guitar with him. Um, it was just a very special evening. I'm Like I said, I'm very grateful for the people that live streamed it. Um, I personally was definitely emotional in spots, so I'm sure there were moments for the people that were there that felt that same way. Um, and as I mentioned, there's some videos from that evening in the show notes that you can check them out if you like. And I know if you're in the Raptors group on Facebook, um, Julie did live 
stream live Facebook in there. Um, so if you're in the group, you could probably just do a quick search and find the entire thing in there. July 3rd at the House of Blues in Anaheim, California. The band has played at this venue only one other time, way back in 2006 on October 25th. Listening back to the show, I just thought how much they totally made up for the 13-year wait to make it back to Anaheim. So worth it. This show begins with Bathing Digits, fully breaking open with a massive hurt bird bath, clocking in at almost 18 minutes. It goes on quite the transformational adventure throughout its life. After it comes back into hurt bird bath and then ventures back out again, we do hear, at least I think, a little variation of that Western jam we heard in the Portland It Doesn't Matter earlier in this year. If you've been listening to this podcast during the year, a little obsessed with that uh, jam there. Spending a little time in this dreamy sort of trance state before changing direction and beginning to grow larger and stronger, it bursts right open back into Hertford Bath. This ending part of it is always my favorite. Joel just killing it. So much energy coming from everyone on the stage. Just this really intense force. I feel the same way about the energy um, when they play Mulches live, too. It's just kind of the same, like, intense feeling. I love it. That hurt Burt Bath, as well as the similar skin we see next, along with the Lanier that comes a little bit later in this first set, are highlights from the evening, I believe. Um, that similar skin sinks into improv early on, before three minutes, taking no time at all to decide what direction it's going, soldiering on for quite a while, opening up after 10 minutes, fully going back in about a minute later. Second self next, followed by the Lanier that will feature a Regulate by Warren GTs in addition to a Roundabout Tease from Jake happening at the same time. And you wouldn't think that it works, but it totally does. Continuing to adventure on expanding way out for a little bit but coming back down to earth joel taking this song out quite romantically and sweetly and the set closes with spires set two opens with all in time that dances around for a little bit opening up fully toward the end of the song setting it down and playing around with it for a little bit but leaving All in Time unfinished for now and moving into Syncopated Strangers. Although this Syncopated is a baby in terms of what we've seen from this song in the past, coming in at just under eight minutes, there's no extended jam inside of it, but, I mean, Syncopated is still a great song. Joel leading the way into the romantic and sensual part of the jam, and as Jake was playing his solo, Brendan and Ryan do this little in-unison dance. Ocean Billy next, which really was the only song I was surprised that we did not get at Red Rocks. I know that it's Waffle's favorite song. It's one of his favorite songs to do lights for, which he tells an awesome story about Ocean Billy in our interview. If you've not checked that out, it's episode 55 
Um, I'll link that in the show notes so you can find it easily. A really great conversation about a bunch of different topics. So definitely give that a listen if you haven't. Um, This one begins its adventure slightly before seven minutes, sort of meandering along, but then getting more confidence in itself as it continues getting this ominous tone to it as it slinks along, gathering up all this power, and then just admitting it all over. Very gritty. Coming down to cool about 12 minutes, collecting its thoughts with a beautiful Jake solo that then schizophrenically and aggressively moves back into Ocean Billy. Resolution next, dedicated to Sean, who is his 40th birthday. So happy belated birthday to you, Sean, whoever you are. This one, dancing into improv slightly before three minutes, continuing on for a little bit before breaking down, giving Chris and then Andy a little bit of time, steadily putting it all back together, getting more energy as it gains the balls to stomp back into resolution. Stasic making things really thick and mucky sounding. Around 12 minutes, Joel coming in to add his into the mix and Stasic keeping that very thick sound going throughout almost to the end of the jam. Really, really like this resolution. Definitely give this one a listen if you have not changing directions totally and sweetly moving into glory followed by a cover of hot for teacher by van halen that one has been uh covered a total of 30 times including this one here the last one was holidays this past year december 14th 2018 and maybe someday next to close out the second set Encore was tribute to the Spinal Shaft. Last one was earlier this year, January 19th, 2019, at the Taft Theater in Cincinnati, Ohio, and the end of All in Time to close out the evening in Anaheim. July 5th, the band played at the Brit Music and Arts Festival in Jacksonville, Oregon, the first time that the band has played there. The photos I've seen of this place just look absolutely beautiful. Apparently, they have orchestral concerts at this place as well. I was watching a Facebook Live Q&A with Joel and Ryan, conducted by, I believe, the director of events for Brit Music and Arts Festival. He mentioned that they would be having orchestra concerts at the end of July. I thought that was very interesting. I will link some information about this place in the show notes, as well as that Facebook live Q&A as well. Um, Definitely watch it. I thought that there were some interesting and great questions asked to Joel and Ryan. It's not a very long interview, um, so definitely um, watch it if you can. This venue is also located in a super residential area. The evening had a 7.15 start and a hard 10.30 curfew. The show begins with Out of Order, followed by Jajunk that really opens up, starting when it begins to dig its heels in and dances into improv slightly after four minutes, expanding fully only a few minutes later, changing directions about a minute later, and taking a more aggressive, bold, and almost ominous feeling to the end of this jam as it slinks along, 
not staying in that space a long time, but instead trickling down, leaving your junk behind and unfinished and sweetly moving into the Pequod. And the position of this song, the Pequod, and you and you alone later on in this first set led me to believe that this was a Stasic set list. That's pure speculation on my part. I have zero hard evidence to back that up, but that's just my two cents. Um, Phil's Farm next, beginning its adventure slightly before four minutes, dancing along for about five minutes before it revs up and heads back into Phil's Farm. Utopian next with a break song of Layla by Derek and the Dominoes. Bale is singing like a line or two and then moving back into Utopian. This one begins its journey slightly before three and a half, continuing on and opening up slightly before it heads back into Utopian. You and You Alone next, followed by Life During Exodus, a mashup of the Talking Heads' Life During Wartime, Bob Marley's Exodus, and Frank Zappa's City of Tiny Lights. The last time we saw that one played live was August 4th, 2018 at the Workout Festival in Thornville, Ohio. That mashup has been played live 20 times, including this time here. The first time we saw that one was November 27th, 2012 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And that mashup will close out the first set. Set two opens with It Doesn't Matter, followed by Miami Virtue that moves into a full-on dance party slightly before five and a half, and they pivot less than two minutes later, keeping that dance vibe, but slowing down and getting this grittiness to it before moving into a sensual and almost dreamy space, staying here for quite a while during the journey, getting all distorted toward the end to move back into the junk from earlier in the evening. Night Nurse next, and every time they play this, I just honestly love this song more and more. The adventures that this song has gone on have not only been so much fun every single time, but this song truly lives up to the song is different every time they play it, saying, with it expanding way out from about four minutes until, honestly, the end of the song. I just love that whole part of it. Shout out to Joel for just straight killing it from, like, before six and a half to eight minutes, like, two minutes, minute and a half right there, breaking down about ten minutes and getting treated to some serious Chris Myers and Andy Farag love. Definitely listen to this one if you have not done so already. Puppet String next. I really enjoy where they take this one too. It starts slightly after four minutes with a little Over the Hills and Far Away by Zeppelin Tease peppered inside of there. This blossoming into this beautiful jam that seriously, every time I listen to this, it just makes me smile. Coming down slightly before seven and a half, dancing around, 
Stasic laying the thick foundation for building back into Puppet String. Another one from the evening that you should definitely listen to. And the always expansive and explosive Miss Tinkles to close out the second set. And an encore of Booth Love to close out the evening. That brings us to the final show we'll talk about in this week's episode. July 6th, the band played at High Sierra Music Festival on Plumas Sierra County Fairgrounds in Quincy, California. They have played at High Sierra a total of 14 times, including this most recent show. They have not played at High Sierra since July 4th, 2015. The first time they appeared at that festival was back in 2001 on July 5th. This show that many would call a quote-unquote festy set was only one long set. And I've mentioned my feelings in the past when people call these types of shows festy sets. While they may look standard on paper, you can always find a rare little gem nestled inside of something. And these types of sets are the ones that introduce people to Umphreys. Plenty of friends of mine have had their first experience with Umphreys because of a festival set. And now they travel all over to see the band. So you never know what next big Umphreak is going to have their first taste at a show like this. The evening would start with attachments. This one seeing the expansion at the end making its way out slightly after eight minutes, going along and enjoying the journey, coming down at the end and moving into the silent type. Plunger next, this one seeing a nice expansion as well, getting comfortable in its groove right after it comes out of plunger and heads on its way about three and a half in, coming down about three minutes later, picking up momentum and continuing to adventure on, moving gently back into plunger slightly before 11 and a half. Speak up coming out next, followed by preamble into Mantis. This version of Mantis would be a sandwich containing 1348 in the middle. The beginning of the Mantis sandwich sinks into improv slightly before six and a half, dancing along and gaining more momentum as it sets its sights on gliding right into 1348, settling into its jam slightly after three minutes. And I did want to say that when I listened to this 1348 and Jake did not call out Waffle during the plant seed light part, it definitely made me a little sad. I was just like, you know, just expecting it now because it's like part of the song and he didn't do it. And I was just like, oh, fuck. That's pretty sad. So, yeah, this jam getting very comfortable and confident with itself as it continues on, beginning to come down 11 minutes to make the move back into Mantis Let's Dance by David Bowie, next. Covered a total of 27 times, including this time here. We last saw that one earlier in the year, January 18th, Taft Theater in Cincinnati, Ohio. This cover was first done on New Year's Eve back in 2011 in St. Louis at the Pageant Theater. That version would feature Mad Dog and his Filthy Little Secret. 
This version would feature Skerrick on saxophone. Skerrick, if you do not know who he is, which I did not until I did a quick little Google search, he's from Seattle, Washington, and one of the original members of both Les Claypool's Fancy Band and Frog Brigade. He is also seen as a pioneer in the playing style called saxophonics. So that's very interesting. I will link the info I found out about him, if you're interested in reading more, in the show notes. And that Bowie cover would close out the set. An encore of Triple Wide that goes on a fun adventure but does not come back into the Triple Wide. Instead, changing directions and heading into Haji followed by the conclusion of 1348 to close out the evening at High Sierra Music Festival. So that's all I have for this episode of the show. Anything referenced throughout this episode, including where you can listen to the shows, as well as where you can find the set lists, is also in the show notes. If you have any questions or comments about anything talked about in this episode or any other episode, please feel free to reach out. I love hearing from you guys, so please don't hesitate to contact the show. How you can do that is in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Much obliged.